let's back up for just a second and say, what does sleep do for us? And why do why should we value it at any level? You're not a good leader. You're just not. It doesn't matter how big your company is. Your company could have three employees or it could have 3,000 employees. If you're tired, your risk fact that the your likelihood for taking risk is higher, which is an interesting fact in and of itself. And that is what is coming up on Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. So stay tuned. Now, here are two powerful words to change your life. What if? What if you do have what it takes? What if you can design your life? What if your crazy dreams do come true? You are here because you have a dream. You have a fire in your belly. You want to change the world and you want to lead the charge in the post socially distant era. The big question is this, how can ambitious people like us build our dream lives? This podcast gives you the answers. We have created the perfect community of the world's best minds who want to get things done. Survive and thrive in this uncertain world. Join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group. Hi and welcome uh, to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. Uh, today we have a very special world-renowned guest, uh, uh, Michael Bruce. So he's known as a sleep doctor because he specializes in sleep and I'll uh, give a little bit of an introduction, which is amazing. Uh, so he's a PhD a clinical psychologist and both a diplomat of the American Board of Sleep Medicine and a fellow of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. He was one of the youngest people to have passed the board at the age of 31 and with a specialty in sleep disorders, is one of the only 168 psychologists in the world with his credentials and distinction. He's the principal researcher on numerous grant funding project, projects and clinical trials. Dr. Bruce is uh, one of the clinical advisory board members of the Dr. Oz show, and he appears regularly on that show. Uh, and get this, he made 39 appearances on that show in eight seasons. He is also uh, regularly appearing on Sirius XM Radio. He's written extremely popular and inside books, namely The Power of When, The Sleep Doctor's Diet Plan, and Beauty Sleep. Um, Michael has advised and given hundreds of presentations to Fortune 100 companies. He has consulted to brands such as Disney, Advil, Princess Clients, and more. He has been a sleep expert WebMD, uh, for WebMD for more than 14 years. He's an expert resource for major publications, including the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Washington Post. Uh, he has been interviewed by many um, well-known shows on CNN, CBS, Fox, by prominent interviews like Anderson Cooper, Rachel, Rachel Ray, and above all, Oprah Winfrey. So uh, I could go on, but I, I'm sure that's an <laughs> idea about uh, who no. Mike is. <laughs> All right, Michael. So uh, obviously you have accomplished so much and um, you specialize in one of the, the most, uh, you know, the most um, uh, activity that we spend most of our time on, which is which is sleep. Um, right. But uh, for whatever reason, we 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 take sleep as a as a nuisance, as almost like an interruption in what we are trying to accomplish. So right. can you let, let's start there. Like, you know, mm -hmm. how important is sleep? for 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 us so it's it's an interesting question right because we're, we're talking to a unique set of people right now we're talking to entrepreneurs people who are starting companies who are building companies and who are spending so much of their focus and energy in that area 
When do they have time for sleep? Why should they sleep? Is sleep really even important for them? Like everybody gets, you got to sleep a little bit, but a lot of people come to me and they say, Michael, how can I sleep for only four hours a night so I can do work for 20 hours a day? So first of all, that's actually possible. <coughs> so, <coughs> excuse me one second. So I can actually teach people exactly how to do that. I have some people who come to me and say, I need eight hours and I only have five. Can you do that? The answer is yes, I can teach people how to do that. But that's not the healthiest thing to be doing, right? And there are short-term consequences and long-term consequences for something like that. But let's back up for just a second and say, what does sleep do for us? And why do why should we value it at any level? Sleep is arguably the most fundamental thing that we do for our body other than breathe and drink water. So let me prove it to you. So you can go for about six minutes without air if you're really good at holding your breath. You can go for about three days without water. Um, You can go for almost 30 days without food. You can only go for about six days without sleep before you start hallucinating. And by I think the record is 10 days and that person almost had a psychotic break. So when you start to stack the deck, sleep's more important than food. And I don't think there's anybody out there who's not eating. So let's, you know, weigh the balances in in our mind of what's important from our body standpoint. Let's look at it even more deeply. So physiologically, what do we see? We see reaction time differences is one of the first things that we see. So as you lose each hour of sleep from whatever it is you need. So let's say that you need seven hours of sleep, but you only get five. By losing those two hours, you reduce your reaction time by almost a third. Mm -hmm. So why is that important? Well, if you're in a, let's say you're in a uh, physical activity space, let's say you're developing a new fitness type of thing and you need to be reactive and let's say you're moving and transporting and you're in the transportation industry, you need people to be acute and understanding their reaction time when they're driving a vehicle, a forklift, what have you. So all of these things become incredibly important from a physical reaction time standpoint. There's other things that happen when you're sleep deprived as well. You gain weight almost immediately. So when we talk about keeping our own fitness together, right, then we need to really think through that this is an idea because when you lower your weight, I'm sorry, when you lower your sleep, what ends up happening is you increase hormones that make you feel hungry all the time. So you might notice that if you only get five hours of sleep, you're snacking on things and you think in your head, I'm trying to keep my energy up by snacking on things like chocolate or, you know, cookies or things like that. Nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, what you're actually doing is you're actually putting processed food into your body, which is actually causing all kinds of reactions, all of which, by the way, affect sleep as well. So when you have poor sleep, you eat crap, which makes you have worse sleep, which makes you eat crap. So By keeping your sleep and keeping your body tuned, it's almost like training to be an entrepreneur, right? Like when I talk to people all the time, I'm like, you can't just be training yourself mentally by, you know, listening to podcasts and reading and understanding new business ideas. You've got to train your body. You've got to train your mind. And I would argue you've got to train your soul, right? Mm -hmm. And so sleep affects not just the physical, but the emotional as well. I mean, I can't count the number of times where leadership is dramatically affected by sleep deprivation, right? If you're a tired leader, you're not a good leader. You're just not. It doesn't matter how big your company is. Your company could have three employees or it could have 3,000 employees. If you're tired, 
your risk fact that the your likelihood for taking risk is higher yeah. which is an interesting fact in and of itself your ability to descent to understand different ideas and i actually wrote an entire blog about this one um is detrimental as well so your ability to cognate or to think when you're sleep deprived is dramatically lower so you can be assured that you're going to make bad decisions as an entrepreneur because that's just part of being an entrepreneur but if you're a sleepy entrepreneur you are screwed because you're gonna you're gonna fall over a problem that you didn't need to fall over only because you were so sleep deprived in doing that yeah. also i would say that uh, levels of depression increase significantly with sleep deprivation as do levels of anxiety uh, I don't think that entrepreneurs are immune um, to having those issues of mental health problems um, historically. In fact, many entrepreneurs create their businesses and their services because of struggles that they've had with depression or anxiety, and they're finding new solutions, new products, valuable um, uh, resources for people. Again, being sleep deprived just accentuates all of those things. Yeah. Um, another thing is pain. Um, so for people out there who have physical pain, believe it or not, it hurts more when you're sleep deprived, right? Everything in your body actually functions better with a good night's sleep. One of the things I tell people all the time is everything you do, you do better with a good night's sleep. Believe it or not, sleep affects every organ system and every disease state. So let me give you a, a really interesting statistic, okay? Cancer cells multiply faster the more sleep deprived you are. Cancer. Okay. So we're not messing around here, right? We're talking about one of the most deadly diseases in the known universe. And it goes faster the more sleep deprived you are, right? Sleep is healing, guys. Like that's what it is. And so why would we ever imagine doing something that would deprive our body from healing, whether that's physical healing, uh, emotional healing, spiritual healing, whatever that happens to be, right? Is we have to give our body the time for it. We have to put it in our priority scale. And that's the biggest problem, I think, with entrepreneurs is they say, well, wait a second. I got to get my business off the ground. I got to make money. My investors are pissed off. The last thing I'm going to worry about is my own health. Here's the thing that I've discovered over my years. And, and to be clear, I've been on multiple due diligence teams for major venture capital firms. We invest in people, right? Ideas are important, but we invest in people. And when people are sleep deprived and not taking care of themselves, we're not really that interested in throwing millions and millions of dollars at these people to help start their businesses and grow their businesses. So there's a, and, and you don't look lazy by saying, I need to get a certain amount of sleep each night, as long as you say, because I know that it's going to accentuate my performance. I know that if I get six hours of sleep, I'm not any good to anybody. Now, to be fair, that number is different for all different people. And so one of the things that I do, so I'm a high performance sleep coach. So what I do is I take people like our audience here, entrepreneurs who come to me and they say, Michael, I want to squeeze another 5% of productivity out of myself because I'm going to start this new thing up. How do we do that? And I show them how to do that with sleep, right? So that's kind of my area of expertise. That's what I do. But people have got to get to the point first where they understand that sleep affects them physiologically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, and cognitively. Once that all kind of fits in and there's a there's a reason that they understand it, then things get a whole lot easier. And to be fair, it's not that hard to figure out how to sleep well, yeah. right? The, the biggest obstacles that I find for entrepreneurs have to do with uh, travel, 
So jet lag is a big one. So trying to find investors or clients or, or resources or manufacturing or whatever your thing is. So travel is a big one. Um, and the other one is um, turning off your brain at night. Um, that's the biggest to be fair, um, because entrepreneurs, the only reason that they're in that situation is because of this, you know, thing between their ears and trying to make that happen, um, is hard, right? There's nothing easy about entrepreneurship. It's easy to go get a job at somebody else's place and do their stuff and, and do okay. It's hard to take a brand new idea force it through the system and get it to become successful. And so we can't stop thinking about that. I'm an entrepreneur. I've created multiple products, multiple services, even created my own companies. And I totally understand where people are coming from. Here's my own personal take on this. I find that my performance is better if I'm well slept. And that's really the bottom line for me. If you don't find that your performance is well better, is better if you're well slept, Maybe sleep isn't as big a priority for you. I find it hard to believe, to be honest with you, just as a sleep specialist, I know what sleep does to the body. And there's only so much you can do with caffeine. So the other big issue for entrepreneurs is caffeine abuse. Um, and I see it all the time, right? And, and it's especially prevalent in um, like Silicon Valley and um, places like that, right? Because they're drinking monsters and they're coding and they're doing this and they're all these crazy things. And they, they create some of the most amazing products and services that you've ever seen, but they do it for 48 hours straight, you know, and 72 hours straight. And they go through these coding marathons. And to be clear, that's not healthy, right? And so if you have any proclivity for depression or anxiety or manic episodes, things like that, all of that shit's going to pop when you start depriving yourself of that much sleep. But I get it, right? I understand why there's this culture and this thought process of I don't need sleep. Because the second you say, I'm, I like to sleep and I need sleep, people think you're lazy, yeah. right? They're like, why would I want to invest in somebody who tells me that they're going to go to bed? <laughs> me personally, I want to invest in those people because that means they know what the importance is of this particular aspect of their lives. And we can show with data how it's actually better. Right. We can show you how your ideas get better, your processes get better with better sleep. Does that make sense? Well, for sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for going into that depth. Now, let's take a quick break for an important message from the Bootstrapping Your Dreams community. Get the support and insights you need for your business and life. Join our community, which is fueled by the same people who advise the world's top leaders and champions. Stay ahead of the curve. Join us now by navigating to bootstrapping.group. One observation I make is, you know, as you pointed out, you know, uh, breathing, uh, drinking, sleeping, and food. Uh, we, uh, you know, obviously breathing is, is one aspect which automatically happens, but we have invested quite a bit in food and, and, and drinks, like lots of flavors, lots of, you know, yep. pleasure that we derive from that, but not so much for sleep. Uh, you know, I mean, we have a, we have a few types of beds and few types of pillows, and that's pretty much it. And as you said, like the priority for whatever reasons, for for societal reasons, we have deprioritized sleep as an optional thing. So, so I, I think uh, the overview that that you gave was very helpful in in understanding what the what the importance of this is. Now, uh, obviously, you know the performance, the decision making also links it to success. So you yep. mentioned that you have some data. Can, can you sh like? Do you have some stats that you can share in terms of like, you know, what what is the empirical effect of success uh, or, you know, your your growth um, of sleep? 
Absolutely. So I'm going to let me pull something up here. Bum, 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 bum. I've got some data. I'm just going to pull up some statistics. I didn't happen to have them super handy. That's okay. Um, That's okay. But I want to, I want to, I can give you a couple that are pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're interested in performance in particular, correct? I think people are, um, yeah, people are worried right now. So let's, uh, let's, see what we can do to help them right now like you know address their uh, current yeah. so here's what we can look at is so as an example when you look at focus and attention right so that's a big area for entrepreneurship is the ability to focus and the ability to be attentive on things so we know that sleep directly affects that there's i would argue there's robust um body of scientific evidence that shows that sleep deprivation and poor quality sleep let's talk about that for just a second if we can manuj there's a difference between the amount and the yeah. quality yeah, of the yeah. sleep that people get. So just getting six hours, seven hours, or eight hours, if it's crappy sleep, it doesn't matter. I'd rather you get five hours of super high quality sleep than eight hours of light, crappy sleep, right? Yeah. And so how do we go about doing things like that? There are a couple of different ways, and I'm going I'm to explain that in just a second. But when we look here at focus and attention, that's an area that is specifically derived from sleep. We know that memory and learning, this is another performance characteristic. This is specifically affected um, by sleep. And we know that decision-making, judgment, and other executive functions also have these dramatic, dramatic effects by sleep. Also, believe it or not, creativity mm. is another big one. You know, and that's not something that we think about a lot, but it's not easy to be creative when you're exhausted, Yeah. right? Like, it's just not easy. Also, the effort that people have to put forward can be can feel like worse when you're tired. When you're tired, you don't want to go work out. You don't want to go work on your business plan. You want to lie around, right? And so effort has a big factor in there, you know, as well. Um, so I mean, I would argue that those are the biggest areas that we kind of see the problems with. Now the question is, Michael, what do we do about them, right? Yeah, like yeah. how do we how do we make that kind of thing happen? So what I want to do is, um, is there a way that I can share? Can I yeah, share yeah. screen on this? I think yeah, there is a there's a at the bottom of the screen there's a share screen. Yeah, there we go. Share screen. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do there, uh, share screen. There we go. Share. Can you uh, hang on? Uh, here we go. I, I think I, it worked. Can we try it now? See, yeah. Uh, share your screen. I think I did it. And then uh, you need to select the screen that you want to share. Got it. Okay. Share screen. I want to share that one. So is that, can you see my screen now? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So now, aside from the fact that you're going to see all the stuff that's on my desktop, <laughs> is I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you guys some tips on things that you can actually do right now that can be very effective in your sleep. Awesome. Can you see this okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So these are five different things that sleepers can do during the day that can help their sleep at night. So the first one, and this is gonna sound crazy, is not drinking coffee as the first thing that happens in the morning. So I know this is a very ritualistic point in people's lives, right? They walk in, they're exhausted, they grab that cup of coffee, and that kind of makes their morning. Turns out that in order to pull your brain out of a state of unconsciousness, you need two hormones. One of them is adrenaline and the other is cortisol. They're both high. When you have those in the morning, you have high levels of adrenaline and cortisol in your head. When you add caffeine to it, it actually doesn't help that at all. In fact, it does almost no good. But if you wait just 90 minutes after you've been able, you've been awake, 
the, the cortisol and adrenaline has dropped and then the caffeine naturally lifts them up. So one of the easiest hacks is to not drink coffee within 90 minutes of waking up. What you should do is drink water. So it turns out that sleep is a dehydrative event. Most people don't know this, but just from the humidity in your breath, you lose a full liter of water each night. So having a bottle of uh, water beside the bed table is actually incredibly important. One of the things I ask people to do is to grab that and drink an entire bottle of water and then walk over to the window and get 15 minutes of sunlight. You might be thinking, why? how on earth could this be helpful? Most people who suffer from brain fog, like that, that difficult uh, time in the mornings to wake up, it usually has to do with the continued production of something called melatonin in our brains. Light turns off the melatonin faucet in our head. So getting 15 minutes of sunlight when you wake up in the morning is the easiest way to wake up, then go downstairs and get your cup of coffee, because that's when you're going to be able to find that you get your biggest bang for your buck. Specifically during times of COVID, one of the things that we're noticing is that lots of people are not moving around a lot. And so their overall level of movement is down. This lowering of physical activity turns out to have a dramatic effect on our sleep. Um, and we don't even realize it because we're not used to the fact that we're not moving. So if you can stay physically active, it's the easiest way to improve the quality of the sleep that you're getting. And then if you can, you can drink caffeine. So let's say you wake up at 630 and you can start your caffeine by eight. You want to stop by about 2 p.m. And you might be saying here, oh my gosh, Michael, when I'm starting, I'm stopping. What's all this crap going on? The bottom line here is that caffeine is a stimulant. And even though you might be able to fall asleep after having had a cup of coffee at dinner, what you will discover is that, in fact, um, the quality of that sleep is very, very different. It's not particularly good. So by stopping caffeine by 2 p.m., you give your body an opportunity to let at least half of it get out before um, you wake up in the uh, before you go to bed at night. Yeah. Now, here's eight simple things that you can do. And I'm going to summarize everything in a plan that only takes five steps. But I want to educate everybody on this. Are we good? Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Fantastic. So let's talk about alcohol. Oh, yeah, this, I was going to ask about this. <laughs> I figured as much, right? There's a really big difference between going to sleep and passing out, okay? So alcohol is the number one sleep aid in the world, but it's not something that we really want to be using for sleep, and here's why. Alcohol, while it make you might make you feel sleepy, it actually lowers the amount of stage three, four sleep that you get, which is the total physical restoration. So if you're drinking yourself to sleep or even drinking alcohol too close to bedtime, you're not getting the physical restoration that you need to be able to perform your best day in and day out. However, I'm not saying don't drink. What I am saying is limit it. So if you have one glass of alcohol, drink one glass of water, wait one hour before bed. Mm -hmm. If you have two glasses of alcohol, wait two hours, drink two glasses of water before bed. Once you kind of hit the three alcohol range, that's when things kind of get weird because alcohol no longer becomes a relaxant. It can be an, an accelerant or an energizer. And in men, it can make them more aggressive. So you really want to keep yourself into a two drink limit and you want to give yourself overall about three hours before bed. I told you to exercise. It's one of the best things that you can do, but you don't want to exercise too close to bedtime because that can, in fact, um, raise your core body temperature and make it difficult for you to fall asleep. So give yourself a four hour window before bed. Um, a lot of people think that sleep is an on off switch and it's really not. Um, it's more like slowly pulling your foot off the gas and slowly putting your foot on the brake. So you need to give yourself some time to fall asleep. So what I like to do is I take the hour before bed 
and I chop it up into three 20 minute segments. So 20 minutes for shit, I just got to do 20 minutes for hygiene and then 20 minutes for some form of meditation, relaxation, prayer, something to just sort of get you there. Um, it's very, very helpful to kind of slow yourself down before you go to bed. Me personally, I keep a notepad on the bedside table where I can write ideas down and gratitude lists and things to get things out of my head. Sometimes when I'm falling asleep, I feel like I come up with the best idea for my business, but then I think about it, think about it, think about it, and then before I know it, it's three hours later. It's really better to just write some notes on a pad and then start to think about it the next morning. I've personally found that when I'm writing tons of notes at night before bed, it never seems to actually work out well for my business. But if I just jot down the ideas and then spend some time in the morning the next day writing things out, it's actually much better. If you take one thing from my talk today, pick a wake-up time and stick to it. Your wake-up time is the most crucial part of your entire sleep cycle. And you should be waking up at the same time every day. That way your body knows exactly what to do. If you wake up at 6.30 during the week, I want you waking up at 6.30 on the weekends. I know that sucks, but at the end of the day, keeping your entire circadian system functioning by having a consistent wake-up time is the easiest and best way to keep your sleep aligned. What about going to sleep time? Is that, is that important as well? It's important if, as long as it's not less than five and a half hours. Okay. So whatever time you're waking up, you need to give yourself a minimum of five and a half hours of sleep. That's really the lower level limit when all the bad stuff starts happening after that. And the really bad stuff starts happening. To be clear, if you're sleeping five and a half hours a night, you should not be operating a vehicle. Um, one of the things people ask me all the time has to do with television. Like is TV okay to watch before bed? I think I'm the only sleep doctor in the universe that says it's okay to fall asleep with your television on. Hmm. I'll tell you why. Um, because my wife does it every single night. And I had to learn to live with it. <laughs> and so I studied it to try to figure it out. And here's what I discovered is she's not actually watching it. She's listening to it. Yeah. So most people, when they say they're watching TV to fall asleep, their eyes close pretty quickly. And they're just letting the content kind of flow over them. And it's enough of a distraction to make it so that they don't have to worry about going to sleep. That's really where all the, the good stuff comes from. So allowing yourself some level of distraction is fine. Also, to be fair... 99% of the televisions have timers built into the software. So you really don't have to worry about it. You can set the timer and fall asleep and not really worry about it. However, having your phone um, in front of you at night or your iPad where you're playing Candy Crush and trying to get your high score is not a good idea before bed. So television is okay. Again, it's a more passive activity. Um, if you do want to read, uh, read at night or watch television, one of the things I am recommending for a lot of people are these blue light blocking glasses. Wow. Um, I had to develop my own because I couldn't find any that I liked that are out there. Um, we'll give you the link uh, later on. It's just sleepdoctorglasses.com. But these can be very helpful, especially if you're continuing to work late in the evenings. I start wearing these at around eight or nine o'clock at night. And um, I find that I'm, it's much easier for me to fall asleep uh, when wearing these. Awesome. Uh, if I can make one observation here, seems like if you want to forward some real deep research at the world-class level. You need to marry a world-class uh, expert like yourself and attempt to change their mind. Well, it's it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, she didn't change my mind. She just, um, she had me look at it and I have so many patients that fall asleep with the TV on that I figured I better, I better learn what's going on there. Mm -hmm. uh, my newest research is actually around sleep genetics. Mm -hmm. So believe it or not, I can take your 23andMe data or your ancestry.com data 
I can show you exactly how much sleep you need. I can tweak it out so that you can be sleeping on a very particular schedule and I can really make your performance hum. I just have to have those types of data in order to do it. And it teaches me, it, I run your data versus 74 different sleep markers that are expressed genetically. So I can actually predict if you're gonna have sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome with a fair level of, uh, of accuracy, probably 30 to 50% accurate. And what we do is we do preventative things before you get into a situation where sleep apnea could get expressed or restless legs, things like that. But I don't just really focus on the disorder side. I, I really focus on the sleep side. And that's where a lot of these recommendations um, are coming from. I have a recipe that I wanted to give everybody that'll be, it's, it's an easy way to get your magnesium, which by the way, most of us are uh, deficient in. And magnesium is super duper helpful with sleep. Um, it's called banana tea. And you take a banana, just a whole organic banana, wash it off, cut off the tip and the stem, cut it in half, leave the fruit on and the peel on it. Turns out the peel has three times the amount of magnesium as the fruit itself. Wow. You boil it for about three, four minutes in about three cups of water. So to be clear, all I'm telling you to do is wash off a banana and boil it. Okay. Here's what happens is the water, you drink the water and there's so much magnesium. It works like a charm. It's good for seniors. It's good for children. It doesn't interact with any medication. It's a great way to get your magnesium. And then uh, I thought I'd ended up with um, five steps to get better sleep. And these are things that you can do. Everybody can do starting now that will not cost you a dime. And I can guarantee you that you'll get better sleep. Um, step number one is to stick to one wake up time. Step number two is to stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Step number three is to limit alcohol three hours before bed. Step number four is to exercise, but to limit exercise four hours before bed. And step number five is to get 15 minutes of sunlight each morning to help turn off that biological clock. And I can get you the uh, this slide here, Manoush, so that way you can uh, you can share it with your. That would be lovely. Thank you so much. Uh, that was amazing. That I mean, uh, very very uh, actionable steps. And uh, people, uh, I was I was uh, a little bit worried about you know what you're going to say about you know going out there buying groceries and and all that. And but you what you have shown is uh, something that is available at home um, and people can actually use it right away. So that's amazing. Now, uh, you did mention melatonin and I want to bring up uh, other substances like, you know, a lot of people, uh, THC is illegal in many countries. Yeah. What do you think about those substances? Are they uh, okay for? Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. So let's talk about that. So I've actually written several articles surrounding um, is cannabis right for you for sleep? Um, and so there's a lot of factors to think about, but I'm very pro cannabis. Um, if you're in a country that use it, that where cannabis is legal um, or you need to get a prescription for it, um, it can be very, very helpful. The thing to remember is you don't want to have a lot of THC. You want to have a lot of CBN, not CBD, CBN. So CBN is the thing uh, that's been shown to have the most value from a sleep perspective having to do with cannabis. And what I'll do, Manoj, is I'll send you a couple of articles in my blog that people can link to so they can learn about entrepreneurship and sleep deprivation, as well as cannabis and, um, and using it for sleep. Absolutely. And one more question, if, uh, if, if uh, I know we are almost out of time. So a lot of people are under stress because of, um, you know, coronavirus, what's going to happen. And they, and they are getting into this, um, you know, circular uh, reaction of not, not having enough sleep, getting more, right. uh, you know, getting more worried and then having no sleep and, right. and all that. So, 
Um, obviously, you've given a lot of uh, advice on how that can be rectified. But any other tips on on reducing stress? Like, you know, just thinking no. about the unknown, what is going to happen, especially right, right. now. So it's all about timing. Mm -hmm. So we can't stop ourselves from thinking about these things because let's be honest, we're all stressed out about them, right? We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, when are they? When are the restaurants going to open up? When is business is going to be? Who knows, right? But don't think about them. All of those things right before bed, yeah. right? So there's actually data to show that optimism before bed is very, very helpful. In fact, when you think about happy things, not only do you fall asleep more quickly, but you have more pleasant dreams. There's a lot of people who are reporting scary dreams, stress dreams, nightmares right now. This is one of the things that you can do. I personally go on a media diet 90 minutes before bed. I don't watch any news, right? I don't care how many people died in LA from COVID right before I go to bed. I mean, that makes no sense, right? Why would I want to make myself start thinking about that? So I try to think I read fiction, right? So kind of fun, happy stuff, um, not something that's like self-help. Uh, and, and or I've watched television. I've been actually watching David Letterman's got this great series. He's interviewing all these great people. So I've been watching that recently. Just fun, interesting things that are, don't take too much brain power and don't alert me to the fact that my entire surrounding is kind of crazy right now. So do yourself a favor and try to distract yourself before bed and not think about all the COVID craziness. Um, and also, I'm going to give everybody a website that you can go to where I have specific COVID sleep tips. Um, that I'm, I've got here. I, should I put it in the chat? Can people see the chat? Yeah, or you can uh, you can put it in the chat, or maybe uh, I can grab everything from you, and I, I we can Perfect. add it to the show notes so that people can reach Perfect. out. Easily. Yeah, yeah. So so awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much uh, for being with us. I know you're so super busy right now, and uh, you know taking out your time and sharing your knowledge with us. Uh, I'm sure it's going to help uh, so many people around the globe. Uh, you mentioned a few websites. Is there one or two that we can uh, mention right now so that people yeah. can uh, reach out? Just right come now? to my website, which is thesleepdoctor.com, and you'll find everything you need there. I promise. Awesome. It's ridiculous. So, uh, so go to Michael's website. I'll uh, put a link for that as well in the in the description. And mm -hmm. once again, thanks so much. Uh, I, no I know you know your uh, what you have shared today is going to help a lot of people during these tough times. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's, it's my pleasure. And if people want to email me at the website, if they've got questions, no problem, feel free to do it. Happy to help. Thanks for having me on board. I appreciate it. This is a fun group to talk to for sure. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's all for now. Until next time. If you want to realize your full potential, I invite you to join our community. We support and help each other out because... No one has to do it alone. Join us today by navigating to bootstrapping.group. The community is free to join. No strings attached except for one. You have to take action. So if you are an action taker, we want to talk to you. Join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group. If you want more insightful interviews with industry leaders, then check out the other videos we have picked for you right here. And subscribe now to get our new content.